You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the special presentation of the Stag Sports Network. I'm JJ Duke, joined by the Director of Athletics, Paul Schlickman. Paul, what a day we have here. We, we have a brand new announcement of our new Fairfield Women's Basketball Head Coach, Carly Tebold Dudonis. And uh, before we get into her briefly, yep. this is um, someone that has such a great resume. Uh, been assistants at Eastern Michigan, a quick stop before that at Florida State, yep. then at Mississippi State where she got to a couple national championship games as an assistant, and most recently at Minnesota. Right. That resume is something that's outstanding. Yeah, it's unbelievable. She, and she clearly stood out. And you know, when we started the process, we, we knew that at least I believed this would be a very attractive job and we would, it would be appealing to some really high caliber candidates. And from the get-go, her resume, her credentials stood out. And why do I say that? Well, she checks a lot of boxes on paper, for sure. I mean, when you think about who would be a great fit for this program, our department, this university, she's got Connecticut roots in a very deep way. She has grown up around the game, obviously with, with her dad and her family and all the incredible, you know, family atmosphere around basketball and around the dinner table. So she is 100% a basketball junkie, and, and that is of great appeal. Had an incredible playing career as a student athlete and, and a scholar athlete, and acquitted herself at the highest level in both fronts. And then was really smart about aligning herself with and how she attacked her journey and aligning herself with some incredible mentors and learning from some great people along the way at some incredible programs. So really Hall of Fame caliber mentors and people with whom she worked as she continued to develop. And, and then by virtue of an incredible work ethic, you know, um, was able to make her own reputation within that framework. Just really impressed by the, the sequence and caliber of her journey and the people she worked with and learned from, um, just really stood out from the get-go. Resume withstanding, when you had a chance to speak with her, yeah. obviously you know, you're the one that's hiring a head coach, in a program that obviously just came off of a championship. What stood out when you talked with her that said, yeah, this is the one? Yeah, I think you, you know, you, when you, you talk about what you see on paper just as we did and then and you glean from that that you think, wow, this person has a really good pedigree. We like to use that word, right? But then you have to try and see how that translates. And so there were two aspects to it. One, every, for efficiency's sake, every all of our first round conversations with our first pool of candidates was by Zoom, which is not an easy way to, to go through a first round interview, but she immediately struck me as someone who was very mature and poised and confident in her approach and how she articulated her own journey and what it meant to her and, and what being a coach meant to her. And so that immediately aligned in terms of what, what I, what I believed to be the case from looking at her credentials to now making that initial assessment. Um, and then by virtue of that, we unequivocally wanted to get her to campus as soon as possible. And then, and then it just continued to, to her candidacy clearly was enhanced, you know, with, with every passing visit and interaction in terms of just, um, I would say her authenticity, just how she conducted herself. And, and comported herself. And so it's just one fed off the other. Um, and that's really the process you go through to try and determine if an individual is the right fit for, for your program and for your department. By all accounts, unequivocally, she certainly was. 
We're going to bring you back on in just a moment, but first we're going to hear from Carly about her experience through the process of the interview, through her experience as a coach as well, and what she's going to bring to the table with Fairfield. And also, we've got some behind-the-scenes footage of her as well and her first time here on campus. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment on the Stag Sports Network. Hey guys, welcome back here and I'm happy to be joined now by, as we mentioned, the brand new head coach of Fairfield women's basketball, Carly Tebow Dudonis. And Carly, we actually had a chance to catch up a little bit uh, the day before that we recorded. It's been kind of a fun, but going everywhere 24 hours, but we're here. We're here. I'm excited to be here. Um, it, it's, it's been awesome to be on campus and be around uh, everyone that, that's so excited to to just get to meet everybody. Now I know when you get settled in and stuff like that, you'll finally have like a floor plan. So I've got to go here. This is where food is. This is where the well, gym's only that way. But um, so far, impressions of being here on campus? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, the campus is gorgeous. And then, I mean, just coming into all the facilities, we have so many resources to, to be successful. The fact that the, the locker room is steps from the offices and um, it's just, it's a dream come true. Absolutely. Now I'm curious, we're going to talk about your background a little bit, but for here right now in the present, why Fairfield? It starts with the people for me. Um, you know, Paul and Zach had been phenomenal since day one when we first talked. And then as I kind of got to meet people throughout the athletic department, uh, everyone was just so invested in, in women's basketball. Obviously, it's, it's fun to do after you, you come off of a championship, um, but everyone was so invested in, in the success of the team and, and the program. Um, so, and then beyond from that, it's just the, the geography of it. You can recruit from pretty much anywhere. Uh, the campus is beautiful, high academic. And, and so there's just so many factors that went into it being a great fit. When you had the conversations preliminary going through the interview process, what were some of the things that you started to pick up? And maybe thinking to yourself, yeah, you know what, this might be the perfect fit. Well, I think first and foremost, so many schools say they want to win, um, but, but everyone that I had talked to, they, they want to give you the backing and give you what you need to win. Um, and so that's really important. Um, I love that I'm taking over a team that knows how to win. And so that sticks out because that, that takes a long time to build. That culture takes a long time. Um, they've got great, great young women in the program. And then just from, a, from what's important to me, um, you know, the, the, the values, my values align with, with the leadership of the university and, and the athletic department. Um, and then I just, for me, I, I, I want to be a, a part of a, a program that we can just help develop young women both on and off the court. And there's so many ways that we can do that here. Now you have had a chance to speak with the group right now. And what were some of the early conversations that you had to them? Obviously, you're not going to be really getting into it <laughs> yeah. for a little while. But what were some of the things that you guys were talking about? Yeah, just excited to, to keep it going. I mean, a lot of them, they want to run it back. And um, there's a lot of work that goes into that happening, um, but they, they want to continue to be successful and they want to continue to expand and, and not just stay where they're at, but, but take it to the next, the next level. And so um, I, in turn, challenge them and what that would take. Um, but the conversations have been really, really great. Uh, really excited to get to know them on a personal level. We're going to dive a little bit into your uh, coaching history a little bit to let the people kind of know exactly what you've done to this point. Obviously, people can research for themselves, but you really jumped right into the coaching circuit right away after you graduated. You went to Florida State, um, got your feet wet there, then you had a couple of seasons at Eastern Michigan. I know that kind of that 
transition from playing to coaching can be difficult at times, easy at times, you, you really get to connect with the players. But for you making that move, two moves for that matter, a power five and a mid-major, what were some of those experiences like? Yeah, no, I've, I've been really lucky to have learned from some great mentors along the way. Um, and so when I was at Florida State, I really got to learn kind of the ins and outs of recruiting, um, which I've then been able to kind of hang my hat on everywhere I've, I've gone since then. But I, I got to learn, you know, how to recruit at the highest level, how to recruit the right fit for a university and for a coaching staff. Um, and then I went to Eastern Michigan, and, and it's a whole different feel where you, you're not at the power, power five level and you don't have as much peripheral help on staff. Um, but it's equally as exciting because you have a, a, you know, five, six people in a really close-knit group that are, that are like, you know, everybody's boots are on the ground and you're just in it together and whatever anybody needs help um, in, in the process, you just do. And so I got to have my, my hand on a lot of different things in a smaller, at a smaller school as an assistant coach where, you know, I was overseeing academics and helping with, you know, sk you know life development programs and recruiting and all the different things. I got to do a little bit of everything. Um, and so the, the experiences were different, but again, I kind of go back to the people um, really make what your experience are or is. And so um, I got to you know work for two different people and you know back to back in that in that form, and it was it was a really good learning experience. You talk a bit about you know connecting with the student athletes, whether it's the early stages in recruiting or them being on campus, and kind of you get ingrained in their lives a little bit, and vice versa as well. For you, when you're recruiting someone like when you're pitching to them a program obviously the athlete can play that's the the bare standard anyways but what is kind of those intangibles that you're looking for to fit any sort of a program mm -hmm. so and every head coach is different that I've worked uh, for and what they what they look for and what they value um, for me I, I've, I've said it a couple times now but I want our program to be selfless and so that's something that you have to watch not just you know what they do with the ball in their hands but are they you know, are they cheering on a teammate when they're on the bench? Are they paying attention in a huddle? Um, when, even when they're not playing well, do you still see those things? Um, and so those are things that really stand out when you go and watch individuals play. But then it's just asking questions about, you know, what's, what's important to them and what do they want to get out of their experience? Because at the end of the day, this is their four-year experience. And um, what do they want to get out of it? Is it about them? Is it about doing something special with a group of people? And that, that's important to me that it's about the group and um, how you can enhance a group. And it's got to be a lot about embracing the culture, right? Because you talk about a number of different programs and everybody has kind of their own culture. Mm -hmm. So I know obviously it's going to be a little bit of ways away, but the type of culture that you want for your team, mm -hmm. what would that maybe be when you're looking for maybe a student athlete that's considering Fairfield down the road? Yep, so I, I go back to the selfless piece um, and, and that's going to carry over into the basketball skill side of it because you have to be able to share the ball, move the ball. Um, and we can get into more of the specifics as far as the skill set. Um, but that, that piece is just, you know, are you willing to sacrifice for, your, for those around you? Are you willing to get in the gym after hours? The, the work ethic piece is another thing I would put in, in addition to the selfless side of it is just, are you willing to, to work when no one's watching? Um, I think nowadays it's like if you, you know, if you don't put a workout on social media, did it actually happen? And I just want people to, to be working because they know it's the right thing to do and, and grab teammates to go do the same thing with them. Absolutely. So you move on now to Mississippi State. I mean, if there's ever a window of a period of, wow, that was it. You guys went to a couple national championship games. Was it something like 30 straight unbeaten to start a season? 
Um, and you work for a, a head coach in Vic Schaefer, who's a, a legend in the game. So what was that experience like moving back to a Power 5 school and then immediately having all that success in such a short period? It was incredible. I mean, you can't, you can't write a, a better story. Um, and I, I was fortunate to walk into a program that was kind of on the rise. And I just got, again, just got to insert myself where I could enhance and make it better. Um, yeah, going to back-to-back to -back Final Fours isn't something you can really put into words, but at the end of the day, you kind of look back on it and you're like, wow, that was pretty cool. But in the moment, you're just, you're preparing for the next practice, you're preparing for the next game as if it's, you know, you, you just want to win. And so you, you don't you know, treat that any differently once you get into the thick of it. But I think that the thing I take away from it is Coach Schaefer was so consistent in his preparation and how he prepared our team and in his standards. And so that's something that I'll take away as a coach that if, when you are consistent in your standards and your habits, that, that pays off on the court. Speaking of Vic, by the way, obviously he is the last coach to coach against Fairfield. Yeah. I'm curious, have you had a chance to talk with them a little bit about Texted with them a little yeah. bit, um, but not necessarily about Fairfield, just okay. about their year. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a fun one to watch on TV and obviously really proud of the, that the Stags held their own. Absolutely. Um, and also speaking of your ties with Mississippi State, I saw this on social actually when you got hired that the entire assistant coaching staff of you and a couple others are now head coaches, <laughs> which is crazy to think. So tell us a little bit about that group. I mean, you obviously work for a legend in Vic, but you've got a number of women that are doing their thing now coaching D1 women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, you, you always want to learn in whatever position you're in. And not only was I fortunate to learn from Vic, but I, I learned from some seasoned veterans in Deanna and Johnny as well. Um, and so they're both doing their thing and, and I'm excited for them. But you want to you take as much as you can from everybody around you. And they, they were all um, really unique in their own way and how they, they went about it. So it was really cool for me to see different styles um, along the way. Definitely. Now another style. Minnesota, your last school that you worked at, worked for another legend, Lindsey Whalen, who I also know you kind of got to know in her playing days at uh, Connecticut Sun yep. in the past because your father, of course, coached <laughs> her. So I love how these circles come I know, together. It's so small. <laughs> um, but what was that experience like going to another Power Five school, going up north? So a little bit of different <laughs> weather change, of course, but um, you know, just another different experience, right? Yeah, no, so I'd been at Eastern Michigan, so the, okay. the snow and the cold is, is was nothing new. Um, but Lindsey and I had gone way back to I think 2004 was when I first met her, so you're talking about almost 18 years um, that we've known each other now. And so for me, I wanted to, to take the next step in my growth and go where I kind of got there in the middle of, of, Florida, of Mississippi State's success and now go and build something um, and, and help take my next step to, to prepare me for this you know, head coaching role to help someone who never coached before. Um, and she is phenomenal and, and um, is, is just a great coach already. Um, but it was fun for me to have to think like a head coach and working for her. Um, and it was just a different stage of a, of a program um, where you're now you're, you're building it from the ground up from scratch. So um, it was a great experience. And I, I can't say enough about the, the people I worked for. Lindsay is a, an amazing human being and it was a great boss. And I learned so much, again, just in a different way about um, how to run a program and how to treat people. She treats people phenomenally well and they became my family. And so again, it was a great uh, precedent and example for me on how I want to run my program. So now we've talked about all this experience that you've had and between that and the great bank of coaching that you can pick your brains from, with pick their brains from within your family, what was kind of the ticking point that said, yeah, right now is the time that I can make that next step and become a head coach. I, I think, again, I, I, I so much go back to the fit of Fairfield. Um, mm -hmm. There had been some opportunities along the way, and this is, this is the one that really has stuck out to me, that it's a place that fits me and my values and who I am. 
Um, and then, and then um, it, it, for me, a, a little bit of a turning point was I, at this past season, I coached two games as an interim head coach when Coach Whalen got her appendix out. And so I think it, you know, being a head coach had been this daunting thing for so long. And, and then you go and do it. And while it's just, a, you know, it's 10 days, you're like, oh, it's not, it's not all that scary. And, you know, I can, I, I was really comfortable in that role. And I think for me, that was kind of a turning point. Like, oh, I, that, that does fit me more than I thought it did. Absolutely. Now coming back to the present, one of the things we're not going to do in this conversation, something that we might you know, go back on later, closer to the season, is what the team's going to look like, coaching assignments, not getting that here. But um, for you in the next couple months, obviously now you're here making the move back east. What are the next few months going to look like for you personally as well as professionally here to make sure that once the group, obviously you have summer practices, but once the group comes back for the fall, and things get real, ramping up for the season, where do you hope the group's gonna be by then? Yeah, so I th some of the things that we've talked about um, with the team, and not to get into too much basketball detail, but we, we do wanna play a little bit faster than the team did last year. We wanna continue to build on what, obviously they did really well offensively, um, but to, to play into their favor of, of have some more possessions in the game. So the, the course of the summer is to really focus on conditioning, focus on kind of just the tweaks to, to the system, um, and, and just get to know the young women. Um, I think so much for me and how I operate is, Coach Sue used to say this, is that they don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so I'm, I'm planning on investing a ton of time into them and knowing what their goals are and what their aspirations are so that the summer can really, um, we, can, we can just push uh, one another and, and get outside of our comfort zones a little bit. Um, so that's going to that's gonna require moving here. So that'll be, personally, from a personal standpoint, um, May will, will kind of be the time that we have to hopefully find somewhere to live and, and get um, settled a little bit so that we do have a bit of a home base and have somewhere that we can spend time um, as a team at the house and things like that. Um, and then July is a, is a busy recruiting month. Mm -hmm. So it'll kind of be a, um, a time to immerse myself back in the Northeast as far as recruiting. Um, but the cool thing about Fairfield is you can pull from Minnesota, as, as mm -hmm. we know from a Rachel Hakes. You can pull from internationally, international places like we've seen in other, in other student athletes. So um, uh, just immersing myself back in, in where we want to recruit. Genuinely can't wait. But before we let you go, I know the Fairfield community is going to kind of want to hear maybe a message that you have for them. Like I said, basketball is a little bit away away from the season getting going, but what can Fairfield fans hope for when they see you on the sidelines? Um, just a team that's really competitive. I mean, we're going to play with a lot of passion. Um, we're going to play in a really fun style where we can, again, speed the game up and um, shoot a lot, of, shoot more threes than they have shot. So it's going to be a really fun style, but it's going to be somewhere that it's going to feel like family. And I know that's kind of the cliche term that sometimes you hear thrown out a lot, but I want our, our, our women and our team to be accessible to people in the community where they, they have, you know, that number three is the one I root for, or that they wear their hair just like Rachel Hakes and things that we've seen, but, but even more. Um, where, where you're just you're a part of our program. It's not you're coming to watch our team. You're, you're a part of the team. Um, and so we're, we'll, be, we'll be really ingrained in the community. We're going to find a lot of fun ways to, to get you know, young boys, young girls involved, families involved. Um, and, and I think that, that really enhances not only the fan experience, but I think it enhances the experience of the student athlete as well. Absolutely. Carly, we appreciate your time. Um, and like I said before, say it again, cannot wait for next fall. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So we're going to step aside just real briefly. We'll have much more on this special edition of the Stag Sports Network. We'll see you in a moment.
We are the modern Jesuit Catholic University on a path to national prominence, evolving and innovating, elevating the student experience while advancing access and affordability to a transformative education. Fairfield University is a destination for arts, culture, and athletics, a community committed to excellence in all things with an unceasing spirit of inquiry, embracing faith and reason, pursuing truth with a generosity of spirit. Together, we work to form men and women of purpose as one Fairfield. All right, so welcome back here. I'm back now with Paul Schlickman. And Paul, we had a chance to hear from Carly about her previous experiences, her time now being with the program and what she's expecting going forward. But for you, and this program specifically, where it's coming off of really what we can call a historic season, right? Getting to a MAC championship, winning a regular season and postseason title, getting back to the NCAA tournament. A fantastic conclusion has to be said for Joe Frager's career as well. But right. these have been a kind of a crazy last few weeks to ending one and beginning another. It's been like a dead sprint for the last three weeks uh, in, in the best way possible. Um, certainly, you know, and, and I would say up until we got back from Texas with, you know, uh, putting the, the cap on an incredible season and an incredible run, um, was tried to be very thoughtful about the process. So we certainly had done some organizational aspects and some legwork to get us teed up to, to do, engage in the process very efficiently and very effectively after that. But also, frankly, was very mindful of, of uh, not upsetting the karma of, of kind of what we were experiencing and what we were going through and trying to be respectful of the current team and, and Joe and the staff and just really trying to ride out that, that great wave we were on. Um, but as soon as the season ended, we, we put our foot on the gas and really engaged in it. Absolutely. Now you've had the chance to hire a few head coaches for various mm -hmm. programs. What for you when you go through that process kind of speaks volumes to, okay, you know, there's great candidates everywhere, mm -hmm. but who's always going to be that right fit for Fairfield? Right, and there's always, there's always a number of things that I look for when I'm looking for a head coach in any sport. Um, and I would say first and foremost, top of the line is someone who's got impeccable reputation and impeccable character. Um, someone who's got really positive energy. Someone who strikes you immediately as a team player in the department. Someone who is a great fit for the university and adds value to that. Um, and someone who has uh, displays and articulates their want, their desire to have an incredible work ethic and a relentless approach to their craft and what they're doing. And obviously someone who, um, you know, values and the holistic student athlete experience. Those are, those are always things that I look for um, in a general sense. And then, then you kind of use that as an initial barometer. Those are non-negotiables, and then you kind of evaluate the more specific pieces, the basketball-specific pieces and so on, which we, I'm happy to get into if you want to. Yeah, no, let's talk um, about that a little bit. So, I, you know, for me, when you're talking about a, a coach of a specific sport, you, the, the barometer is what's their track record of success. And I think there's a number of different ways to measure that. Um, and for me, I go back to, and usually it's the case, not always, but that they have, they have an experience as a student athlete. So you take a look at that and, and kind of assess that and evaluate that. And then in their, the respective stops in their journey along the way, have, have they added value and have they made programs better at each of their stops? And how have they done so? Have they done so 
in the recruiting process? Have, they, have those programs gotten better and achieved competitive success? And so on. And also, at each of those steps along the way, who ha with whom have they aligned themselves and learned from? Who are their mentors? And so how have they learned the game? How have they learned their approach to being a coach and, and potentially being a head coach? So that's how I, I look at all of those things. And then ultimately you kind of, you bring them and get to, and sit across from them and, and kind of see how that all fits together and all those pieces fit together. Now going forward, mm -hmm. obviously it's a great opportunity you know, for this program coming off of a successful season, new coach, new facility as well. I mean, it's almost kind of like a great opportunity to you wipe the slate clean and say, this is where we are, and boy, we can go many, many places higher. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, I would say, it's clearly a historic season for us on the women's basketball side, and, and, and a lot of firsts, and, and you know, an, an incredible season for, for Joe and his staff, Joe, obviously, to finish out his career in such an incredible fashion. But I would say it's almost a launching pad and a starting point, you know, not a pinnacle yeah. by, by any stretch. And then it, it aligns with how we're viewing and approaching everything institutionally. You know, we, are, we have our foot on the gas as a university in terms of trying to excel and achieve and, and compete and win in everything that we're doing. We're all about comprehensive excellence in every aspect of the university and trying to use that as a vehicle to achieve national prominence. Well, we're doing the same thing athletically. And then as subsections of that, each program's adding value to that. So, and you can see pockets of how we're continuing to, to do that. And, and I've used this term a little bit the last couple months. We're, try, we're starting to crack the code a little bit in how we can attack that. Um, and women's basketball is certainly the most recent and shining example of that. Um, so I do believe that we have an incredible opportunity you know, using this season as, as a launching off point um, with Carly at the helm now to, to take it from here to here. Um, Fairfield an incredible university in an incredible position on a great trajectory. Our athletic program is the same. Our women's basketball program is now positioned to do the same thing. We've got an arena that we're all going to walk into in November that will be the best in our league and one of the best at our level on the East Coast and perhaps nationally, so we've got that. We've got the opportunity to go recruit nationally and, and attract and retain some incredible student athletes. And I could go on and on. And now I believe we have a head coach who is a rock star and gonna do incredible things here. And she's gonna hire great staff, and we're gonna help her do that. And I think we have an incredible opportunity to have Fairfield Women's Basketball be you know, a premier mid-major program and certainly a perennial power in our league. Course. Well, congratulations on a great hire. I can't wait to see what's to come for her and for this program. Thanks. Absolutely. That's going to do it for this episode, a special presentation of the SAG Sports Network. Make sure you stay up to date with us on all of our social media platforms as well as fairfieldstags.com. Until next time, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.